0: Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your host, Daniel French. We've been busy at fishbonius Sound Design and will soon be bringing you the first of the side stories in the Gafgar and the Eternally Unfurnished Universe. They will be found on our Patreon page. We will also be introducing our first zombie story. But now we have for you a domestic tale from Blake Benlin. It's called Thicker Than Water. Let's hear it.
1: Thicker Than Water, written by Blake Benlin. Story by Blake Benlin, Stephen Barella, Noah Torjason, Benjamin McSherry. Exterior. Strauss Household, last summer. A tall, young woman dawdles down a driveway towards a waiting taxi, pulling a suitcase behind her. Lauren, 23, turns her head, searching for a pair of eyes, a poignant look in her own. Interior, Strauss Household, Charles's bedroom. Charles, 25, stands still and stoic at a second-story window, peering out unflinchingly. Outside, a car is pulling into the same driveway. Charles steps away from the window. Exterior. Strauss Household. The front door opens as the car is parked and out onto the porch steps Charles's younger sister Katie, 18, who tries very hard to mask distress with a welcoming facade. From the car climbs Jonah. 21, who is quick to give Katie a kind smile.
2: Jonah, I presume?
3: Yeah, you're Katie? Yeah. Just a sec.
1: Jonah goes to retrieve his things from the trunk. You need help?
3: Nah, thanks. He
1: withdraws his suitcase and shuts the trunk. He approaches Katie.
3: So? I'll show you to
2: your room. You can drop your stuff off. Settle in if you want. Dinner's almost ready.
3: Great. I've been on the road all day.
1: She re-enters the house, and he follows. Interior, foyer. Jonah is impressed by the rustic interior.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah, not much has changed since the place was built. When was that? Sometime in the late 1800s.
3: Impressive.
2: Yeah, this way. Katie leads him
1: through the house to his room.
3: Lauren told me a lot about you. Did she? Yeah. Hmm. Is your brother around here somewhere?
2: Somewhere. I think he might be in his room. They arrive at the door. Here it is. It was my old room. Don't worry. Things have changed in here. Interior, guest room.
1: Jonah looks all around at the quaint, cozy setting.
3: It's really great.
2: Thanks. I redecorated it myself. Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. My parents told me that I could have the guest room upstairs if I made this room the guest room.
3: Why do you want to swap rooms?
2: I don't know. The only reason my parents put me down here was so I didn't trip and fall down the stairs. Getting a glass of water when I was really young, obviously. But eventually I felt like moving into a room with a view. I see. Well, I'll just let you get comfortable. Thank you. Of course. She begins to leave.
3: No, really. Thanks for putting me up here. You didn't have to.
2: It's all right. She really liked you, Jonah.
3: I'm sorry we couldn't be meeting.
2: Under happier circumstances, I know. The same thought ran through my head. Katie leaves the room,
1: closing the door behind her. Interior, Charles's bedroom, moments later. Charles is hunched over at a desk, engaged by a book. Shortly, Katie enters. Charles doesn't stir. Are you going to be at dinner?
2: No response. Charles.
4: Yes, what?
2: Are you coming down for dinner? Why? So I know whether or not to set the table for you.
4: Yeah, fine. I'll be there.
2: Charles returns
1: to his book. (sighs) Okay. Blank-faced, she leaves the room, slamming the door behind her. Charles shuts his eyes. Interior, dining room, that evening. The table has been neatly set for three, but only Jonah and Katie have taken their seats. The latter is privately fuming, while the former has an air of reassurance about him. Awkward silences
3: pepper their
2: exchange.
3: It's, uh, nice to be somewhere that it isn't so cold this time of year.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. Lauren said you were from... Boston. That's right.
3: I was headed back there for Christmas when... when I heard.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, is he shy?
2: I guess you could say that.
3: It's all right, seriously. The news must have hit him pretty hard.
2: Yeah, kind of. Kind of? Well... I mean, he's always like this. Ah. You can go ahead. You don't have to wait for him.
3: Aren't you going to eat?
2: Maybe later.
3: All right.
1: Jonah begins eating his dinner.
3: It's good. Thanks. Lauren always said you were a great cook.
1: Katie offers a half-hearted smile in response. I'm sorry. Will you excuse me?
3: Sure. I'll be right back. Sure. No problem.
2: Katie gets to her
1: feet and leaves the table in a huff. Interior, Charles' bedroom, moments later. The door swings open, and Katie storms in to find Charles still buried in his book.
4: Charles. Can't you just knock? Please. I- I've asked you so many times. You
2: said you'd be at dinner.
4: I I, I lost track of the time. I-, I didn't know.
2: That is such bullshit. You know that Jonah's here, don't you?
4: Yes, I know. What,
2: are you afraid of him or something? No!
4: Don't be stupid. Then
2: what's your problem?
4: I just, I'm not feeling that great, okay?
2: And you think I am? I
4: Didn't say that. Do
2: you want me to bring you your food up to you? Is that it? Katie... Would you please just come downstairs? Please, Charles. Now... Katie
1: gives him a look. Fine. Charles stands. Interior, dining room. Moments later, Katie, having regained her composure, returns to the dinner table, followed at a distance by Charles. He keeps his eyes trained down.
3: Charles, hi. I'm Jonah.
1: Jonah offers his hand. Charles, after an instant's hesitation, gives it a single shake. Hi. The three of them eat in silence for a short while. Jonah cautiously observes the coldness between Katie and her brother.
3: So, um, your parents said they'd be flying in day after tomorrow. Yeah. Great. Charles, it's nice to finally meet you. You too. Do you prefer Charlie, Chuck? No, no
4: I, I... Charles, Charles is fine.
3: So what do you do? Where do you go to school?
4: Uh... I didn't go to school. N- not to college. I-, I work at Strauss's.
3: That's, a Family hardware store. Yeah, Lauren told me. Of course. Sorry. No, it's fine.
2: Beat. It's just kind of weird that we're only meeting now. And I hope you don't take that the wrong way.
3: Yeah, it is. But I'm glad I'm here now. I mean, what happened to Lauren? I, I'm devastated. And I can't begin to know how you two feel, but... I think it's good that we're together for this. That we can all be here for each other. I think it's what Lauren would have wanted.
1: After a lengthy silence, Charles speaks up.
3: May I please be excused? (sighs) Yeah, sure, Charles. If you need anything, just ask, pal.
1: Charles nods, leaves the table, and speeds from the room. Jonah looks at
2: Katie. She looks down.
3: He's hurting. I can tell.
2: Maybe he is.
3: Can I, uh, ask you something? Go ahead. How close was he to Lauren?
2: Well... They used to get along fine. So did we. Then Charles just sort of withdrew from everybody. Why? I don't know. I wish I did know, but I think he's depressed.
3: Uh, I'm sorry.
2: Katie shrugs. Me too.
3: Do you think he should get help?
2: Charles isn't the type to ask for help. You know, Jonah, I've wondered about you for a long time. I didn't get why Lauren never brought you back here. At first, I thought she was embarrassed of us for some reason and didn't want to expose you to us, but then I started thinking she might be secretly embarrassed of you. Maybe you were the last thing we expected, some creep who Lauren had no reason to love. But I I was wrong. I don't know why she never invited you here, but I think she was right to like you.
1: Jonah smiles sadly. Thank you.
2: Charles and I aren't the only ones who lost someone important to us. I'm sorry for your loss, too. Jonah
1: nods making an effort to keep it together.
3: Well, at least we're all here to help each other through this.
1: Interior dining room two summers ago, in more or less the same setting, albeit a different time of day. Katie, Charles, and Lauren sit at the table, finishing a meal. All of them are lively and upbeat, including Charles.
4: So then Dad tells the guy he can't get a refund... But he can exchange it for store credit. And you know what the guy gets? What does he get? Well, first he announces that he's going to use all his credit then and there, you know, because he never wanted to come back. Then he just starts grabbing things right off the snack rack for Dad to ring up. Candy bars, gum, everything. Once he's cleaned it all out, he goes for the magazines.
5: (laughs) Of course. What did Dad do?
4: I'll give you one guess what he said.
5: Uh, thank
2: you. Have a nice day. And will that be all for you, sir? Got it. No way.
4: That's what he said, minus the sir. He used the guy's name just to bother in my bed.
2: He knew his name?
4: He was a regular.
2: Ah. Charles, hurry up and eat your dinner. Why? You said you'd help me finish the guest room before Mom and Dad got back, remember? Yeah, yeah,
4: fine. He
1: begins to eat with greater haste.
2: Well, don't eat too fast.
4: Thank you, Lauren, I know.
2: I'm going to go ahead and get the books back on the bookshelf, but I'll need you for the desk, Charles. I'll be right there. Don't eat too fast now.
1: Katie stands and strolls from the room. Charles avoids eye contact with Lauren at first. I'm almost finished with Paradise Lost. Already? Yeah. Do you like it? I do. Thought you would. Hard
5: to believe that Milton was blind when he wrote it. Yeah. Do you have anything for me when I'm done?
4: Looking for another epic?
5: Do you have any good collections?
4: Uh, You've been through Yeats, right? Yeah. What about Blake?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
4: You might like that.
1: Charles finishes his dinner and abruptly excuses himself from the table. As he exits the room, Lauren watches him go. Interior, guest room. Moments later, Charles and Katie push a sizable wooden desk into place against the wall. The guest room is completed. Katie and Charles admire their work.
4: So, what do you think?
1: It's perfect. Thank you. No problem. Katie gives her brother an appreciative hug. Bashful, he puts a single arm around her. Interior, Charles's bedroom, present. Charles has returned to his book, Paradise Lost. There is a knock on the door.
3: It's me. Can I come in?
1: Charles, caught off guard, thinks it over for a split second. Fine. Jonah enters the room.
3: Hi. Hello. I hope I'm not interrupting anything.
4: Uh, no, I was just I'm just reading.
3: Oh, that was a favorite of Lauren's. Yeah, I know. Look, listen, I just wanted to clear the air. All right. I'm sorry if I'm out of line here, but I know you're having a tough time, especially lately. And you should know that you don't have to grieve alone. Okay. I don't expect you to be my friend or anything. You don't know me and I don't know you, but you can talk to me about anything you want. And I'll listen. Thanks. Lauren was very important to me. I spent almost every day with her for... Jonah, Mm -hmm. please leave. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean... Yeah, I'm gone. But my office stands.
1: Charles nods, and Jonah shows himself out. Charles sighs with relief once he's gone. Interior, stairwell. Seconds later, Jonah begins descending the stairs. Katie appears at the bottom of the stairs, headed up. Oh. The two stop in their tracks.
2: Looking for something?
3: No, I was just checking in on Charles. And? Well, you know him better than I do.
1: Katie proceeds up the stairs and Jonah continues down. I was just headed to bed. Me too. They squeeze past each other. Good night. Good night. They go their separate ways, fade to black. Interior, Charles' bedroom, two summers ago. Charles returns Paradise Lost to its place on his bookshelf. He retrieves a collection of poems by William Blake. He hands the book to Lauren. Thanks.
4: Yeah, I've always preferred his paintings to his poems, but I think you'll be satisfied enough. I'm sure. Is there something else I can do for you?
5: Yeah, I need to talk to you. About what? Do you want to tell me why you're being so cold to me?
4: I I don't know what you're talking about.
5: Oh, come on, Charles.
4: What's up? How am I being cold to you?
5: You're avoiding me.
4: I am not. Aren't I here now?
5: Not just today. You've been going out by yourself
4: a bunch. So?
5: It's unusual.
4: I just want to be somewhere quiet while I'm reading.
5: Well, maybe you could invite me to come along every once in a while. I mean, you leave right after you get back from work.
4: I take walks, and I'm avoiding you.
5: You still find time for Katie. Charles says nothing, sensing the hurt in Lauren's voice. I thought that you'd want to spend some time with me before I leave. Charles turns away. What? Is that it? Because I'm going back to school? No. Charles.
4: That's not it.
5: You're a bad liar. Charles shakes his head. You didn't care the first time. Charles
1: musters his strength.
4: Well, well, you were only a day away then, and now you're going to be on the other side of the country.
1: Lauren, touched, comes nearer to him. I'll miss
5: you too, you know. We'll keep in touch and I'll be back in December. Fine. I'm not doing this to hurt you. I know. It's gonna be okay. Good.
1: Lauren hugs Charles. He reciprocates. Lauren's hands slowly creep downward. Charles pulls away. I really want to spend some time with you before I have to go. Me too. Interior. Guest room. Present morning. Jonah's eyes open as he awakens from a restful night's slumber, sunlight hitting his face. He sits up in bed and stretches. He hops off the bed and heads for the dresser. As Jonah is putting his clothes on, he hears heavy footsteps coming down the stairs. Interior, Lauren's old room, moments later. Charles, plaintive, stands in the room formerly occupied by his elder sister, which appears to have been kept much as it was. Jonah enters cautiously. The door has been left ajar.
3: You're up early. Early to bed, early to rise.
4: Makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise.
3: This was her room, wasn't it? Yeah. When was the last time she, uh... Last summer.
1: They stand in reverent silence for a period of time.
3: Can I tell you something? Sure. What I felt when I heard what had happened was anger. How could somebody be killed just crossing a street like that? My heart would start pounding every time I pictured what happened. I'd see myself dragging the driver out of the car and beating him to death with my bare hands. Then... What? Then I learned who it was that was driving. A mother. She was reaching for her child in the back seat. I don't know why, but she wasn't paying attention. And she hit her. I felt so... so guilty, like... Yeah, this was the person I'd wanted to kill for taking Lauren away from me. <sighs> Pretty nuts, huh?
1: Charles remains
3: stone-faced. The baby was fine. The mom had a broken collarbone, I think. But of course, there are going to be charges filed. And I wonder, I wonder what'll happen to that family in the long run. Isn't it weird how just a few innocent seconds can permanently change so many lives? And end alive. Yeah.
1: Jonah's eye catches the corner of a notebook or something of the like sticking out from under Lauren's mattress.
3: Did you love her? Yes, I did. Did you?
1: Charles finally looks at Jonah. I loved her. Jonah places his hand upon Charles's shoulder in a comforting manner. The latter doesn't seem to appreciate the gesture, but doesn't reject it either.
4: When we were little, she was three at the most. And she had a bad dream. She'd walk up the stairs right on by our parents' room and go to me instead.
3: That's sweet. Yeah. When was the last time you spoke to her? Summer.
4: When she left. You mean? We were busy with our own things.
3: I understand. Do you? You still have a sister, you know. Excuse me? Katie needs somebody. I'll let you have some space.
1: Jonah makes for the door.
3: Jonah. Yeah. Do you believe in God? No. Good.
1: Jonah leaves the room. Interior, dining room, later. The table has been set for breakfast. Three plates lie ready. Katie enters and is surprised by what she sees. Hello? Just a second. Katie takes a seat, still
3: somewhat flabbergasted. Jonah enters. Sorry, just had to finish cleaning the frying pan. You can dig in.
2: I hope you don't expect Charles to join us.
3: No, he can eat it later if he wants.
2: Thank you. This was really thoughtful of you.
3: No trouble at all.
2: Seriously, my brother doesn't do stuff like this.
3: I, uh, talked with him briefly. When? Earlier this morning. He came to you? No, I, I stumbled on him.
2: Oh, I was excited for a second. He doesn't start conversations very often. Well?
3: I think he's struggling. Aren't we all? With all due respect, you aren't the only one who needs support.
2: I know that, but with all due respect... You don't know him, and you haven't lived with him. I've tried reaching out. He just pushes me away. I'm... I'm... I just don't know what to do.
3: And what do your parents have to say?
2: To him, nothing. They say they want to mind their own business. They say if he needed help, he'd ask for it.
3: I see.
1: Katie, exasperated, buries her face in her hands.
2: I don't know what to do, but now... With Lauren gone, I... It's too much. It's more than I can deal with on my own.
3: You're not on your own.
2: I guess not.
3: I think Charles forgot he isn't alone either. No man is an island.
2: Did you quote poetry before you met Lauren?
3: No. In fact, she taught me that one. It stuck with me.
2: And what do you think it's
3: supposed to mean? I always took it to mean that everyone needs someone. You're all he has, especially now.
1: Katie is unsure at first how to react
3: to Jonah's words. Okay, and? He needs somebody now more than ever. That's all I'm saying. And like you pointed out, I don't know him.
1: Jonah turns his attention to his breakfast. There is silence for a time. Katie takes up Charles's plate and stands. You know, I think I'll bring this up to him. Thanks again. Don't mention it. Interior, Charles's bedroom, moments later. Charles sits on his bed. He appears to be crying, though he makes a maximum effort to stifle his sobs. Katie enters unannounced, breakfast in hand. Hey, Jonah made you... Charles is startled, caught off guard, and instantaneously composes himself. Katie, however, is not fooled. Charles. Yes? Are you okay? I'm fine. You're crying. I'm not. Charles.
4: I wasn't... Crying? What do you want? Why are you here?
1: Katie holds out his plate. Jonah made you breakfast. Charles jumps to his feet and snatches the plate from her.
4: Great. Tell him I said thanks.
1: You could tell him yourself. Yeah. Charles places the plate on his desk for later. Charles. Yes? Do
2: you want to talk? About what? Anything.
4: Not really.
2: All right. Well, maybe I want to talk. About? You. (laughs) Oh, please. No, Charles, just listen to me. Extend at least that much respect. Charles, surprised by her outburst, relents. You spend all your time up here. You never go out. You don't talk to me or mom or dad. It's been like this for so long. What's wrong?
4: Nothing's wrong, Katie, honestly.
2: Please. I want to help you, but you have to trust me.
4: I don't know what you think is going on, but I'm all right. I swear.
2: I don't know what to think. I hear you crying in the night. I wasn't
4: crying. Would you
2: let me finish? Do you think that makes you weak? Because it doesn't. It doesn't make people respect you less.
4: I lost... We lost our sister. Is it any surprise that I'm broken up over that? It's
2: more than that. You've been acting this way for months and months. I wish you'd help me understand what's going on.
4: There's nothing to understand.
2: Are you sure? Charles thinks.
4: You wouldn't understand. Try me. Katie, no.
2: I'm your sister. I'm family.
4: I know that.
2: Then why won't you tell me?
4: Because there's nothing to tell. You shouldn't bother yourself with me. I'm fine.
2: Let me help you. Let me in.
4: I'm sorry. I don't need your help.
2: Katie shakes her head, fighting back tears. I can't believe you. I don't know why you're behaving like this. People
4: change, Katie. Okay? Maybe maybe somewhere along the line, I changed for good. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Katie, but you have to accept that.
2: Don't you think Lauren would want you to be happy? Charles is dumbstruck.
4: Don't say that. Why? Don't try and use her against me.
2: Isn't it true? I, I don't know. Oh, my God. God, how can you say that?
4: Lauren wanted what she wanted. I
2: don't even know what to say.
4: What do you want from me? Just
2: tell me why. It's because Lauren went back to college, right? Because your favorite sister left. That's when all this started. That's when you stopped caring, right? Charles, taken aback, finds
1: himself at a loss for words. He can only manage to shake his head. Whatever. Katie heads for the door.
4: Katie, I'm sorry.
1: Katie storms out of the room. Interior. Kitchen. Jonah, cleaning his plate in the sink, takes note of a door being slammed upstairs. He listens attentively as Katie stomps noisily downstairs. Interior. Foyer. Still in tears, Katie runs out the front door. Interior. Charles's bedroom. Charles watches from his window as Katie dashes off interior, kitchen. Jonah dries his hands. He looks up to the ceiling, listening closely. There are a few footsteps, Charles's presumably, though they cease after a couple seconds and all is silent. Jonah strolls calmly from the kitchen. Interior, Lauren's old room, seconds later. Jonah pushes the door open and steps inside. He walks to the bed and pulls the concealed notebook out from under the mattress. It is Lauren's old diary. He opens it to a random page and reads a bit. He fingers through a few pages, still examining it. He leaves the room. Interior. Downstairs hallway. Jonah places the diary under his arm and strides over to the guest room. He enters it and shuts the door behind him. Interior. Pantry. Two summers ago. Charles is filling his arms with ingredients. Lauren suddenly appears in this cramped space. Hey. Hi. What are you doing?
4: Helping Katie with dinner. And then? Um, eating dinner. After that. Probably going to sleep. Dad wants me at the store at six tomorrow. We've got a big shipment coming in.
1: Lauren is slightly hurt. Okay. Lauren is about to leave.
4: But I'll be off at four. Dad's going to be at work for a while. Mom's got that dinner with the Coopers. And Katie's going to be out hiking all day.
1: Lauren gives Charles an ambiguous smile. Interior, bathroom. Present, late afternoon. Jonas soaks in the bathtub. His eyes closed, but his countenance marked by Anxiety. The sound of a phone ringing downstairs breaks his concentration. Interior. Foyer. Katie, having returned, answers the landline. Hello?
2: Oh, hi. Fine. Yeah, he's here. Oh. Oh, no.
1: Bathroom. Jonah strains his ears to hear what is being said, but her words are indecipherable. Before long, footsteps are heard ascending the stairs. Upstairs hallway, Katie approaches Charles' door hesitantly. Charles's bedroom. Charles is hunched over at his desk, already listening intently. He has a book in one hand and a bottle of beer in the other. There are several empty bottles
2: sitting on the desk. Katie knocks. Yes? May I come in? No. Okay, well, Dad just called. A storm is hitting the East Coast. They're going to be delayed for a few days until it passes. What? They said it'd probably be a couple of days before they can fly back out here.
4: We, We won't have to delay the funeral, will we? I don't know. All right.
1: Interior, upstairs hallway. Katie moves from Charles' door to the bathroom door. Jonah, are you in there? Yeah. Did you hear what I told Charles? Yeah, I did. Okay.
3: Just us three, huh?
1: Yeah. Just us three. Katie waits for a response, but receives none. She heads back for the stairs. Interior, foyer. Moments later, Katie opens the furnace and tosses some wood inside.
2: Charles soon appears. Katie. Katie. Charles, you scared me. It's okay. I was just about to get a fire going. It's been getting pretty cold at night.
4: I can take care of that. Are you sure? Yeah.
2: Charles steps over
1: to the furnace and picks up where Katie left off. In short time, they have
2: fire. Hey, about earlier. I'm sorry. I've been really stressed. I. Where did you go? Huh?
4: When you ran off. Where'd you go?
2: What does it matter? It doesn't. Then why ask?
4: I just want to know is all.
2: I don't have to tell you.
4: I know you don't.
2: And I don't want to tell you.
4: Why not? Been doing something surprising?
2: That's none of your business. Why are you on my case?
4: You're overreacting.
2: No. You're being invasive.
4: I'm not going to argue with you. I don't care where you were.
2: Charles begins to walk away. What's your deal? Seriously. I went to the beach. Are you happy?
4: I don't care.
2: Fuck you. Why don't you just... Fucking stay up there. Never come out again. Would that make you happy? Charles vanishes, leaving Katie seething.
1: She takes a seat in a nearby chair, exasperated. Exterior, Strauss household. Dusk. Darkness falls on the house. A light goes on in an upstairs window. Charles. Interior, foyer. That night. The fire in the furnace is burning low. Kitchen. Continuous. Katie cleans the old-fashioned stove. Approaching footsteps are heard. She takes no notice.
3: Need some help with that?
1: No, I've got it. Jonah enters the kitchen. I
3: think we need to talk.
1: Katie turns to Jonah and is surprised by the grave look on his face. Guest room. Moments later, Jonah leads Katie into the room.
3: Close the door behind you.
1: Uh, okay. What's all this
3: about? For as long as I knew Lauren, she'd tell me about you. About your parents. About this house and the city and where she liked to go and what she liked to do. But she never talked about Charles. Or she never wanted to. She was always mum on the details, quick to change the subject. I thought it was weird, but I didn't think it was a big deal. Whatever the issue was. Coming here, talking to Charles, I still didn't get it. I mean, they didn't hit each other or anything, did they?
2: No. Not as far as I know.
3: We both know something happened with Charles. Something he doesn't want to share. And? And today it hit me that Lauren must have known about it too.
2: And how do you figure that?
3: It makes sense, doesn't it? Why she might not want to talk about him? Why she never invited me here?
2: Even if you're right, it doesn't matter. Lauren's gone. We can't ask her. And I don't think Charles is going to tell us anytime soon.
3: Maybe we don't need him to tell us.
2: Beat. Are you saying... You know what it was?
3: I think I know.
1: Jonah retrieves Lauren's diary and shows it to Katie. She is incensed once she realizes what it is. You
2: read her diary?
3: I had to. There's no other. That
2: is so, so wrong.
3: I'm sorry, but I knew there'd be something in here about it. I have no idea what would make you think it's okay to- Keep your voice down, please.
2: thought you'd have a little bit more respect for her.
3: Jonah opens it up to a bookmarked page. Just read this entry. No, I can't. Please, read it. Jonah, I really wouldn't feel comfortable- Fine. I'll read it to you. August 15th, 2016. Hurting. Charles is wracked with guilt over what he did. Ashamed. I told him I wouldn't tell anyone, but it doesn't matter to him. He said he can never forgive himself. Then why did he do it? I'm so confused. And I have to hide it.
1: Does it really say that? Jonah hands her the diary.
2: Katie examines the entry. And that's all? God. Well, what was she talking about? There's got to be more about... Whatever it was.
1: There
3: isn't. That's the only mention of what happened.
2: Katie checks the pages
1: preceding and following the passage in question. I don't get it.
2: It doesn't make any sense. There's just nothing.
3: I know. She didn't even want to write about it, I don't think.
2: Katie gives the diary back to Jonah. What was it? What happened?
3: I've got some ideas. (sighs) Like what? You might not like to hear them.
2: How bad do you think it was?
3: Jonah gives her a look. What? Keep in mind, I'm not sure, but I have a sneaking suspicion. So? I think Charles might have taken advantage of Lauren.
2: You, you mean like he...
3: Like he he forced himself on her.
2: Jesus, do you really think that he'd do that?
3: I don't want to.
2: No, it's got to be something else. Like what? I don't know, like, like, I don't know. I don't know. What makes you so sure that's what happened?
3: Lauren told me that she was a virgin. I never popped her cherry.
2: I mean, that doesn't prove anything. Maybe she lost it some other way. Or maybe she lied when she told you she was a virgin, or- She
3: told me she never saw anybody before me. Is that true?
2: I thought so, but maybe she did, secretly. Maybe. It's a big leap, Jonah.
3: I know, but just think about everything else. The diary, the weird way she acted. Doesn't it make sense? Doesn't it? Isn't it at least plausible?
2: I guess so, but I don't believe he did it.
3: Whatever he did, he still hasn't forgiven himself.
2: I just don't understand why. Why he'd do something like that.
3: You said before Charles shut anyone out that he and Lauren got along fine.
2: Yeah. They they were like best friends until What? Until she went back to school. I thought maybe that was why.
3: So he was attached to her?
1: Yeah. The two of them stand there in contemplative silence for
2: a short time. I just can't believe he'd do that. I understand. But uh, I don't know. I want to know.
3: So do I.
1: Katie takes a seat on the bed, overwhelmed. Jonah, unsure how to comfort her, offers his hand. Katie looks up at him with teary eyes and accepts it. What should we do?
3: He's the only person who knows what actually happened. If we want to know, we have to know from him.
2: He'll never tell us.
3: I'm not so sure. It can't be easy for him, carrying around so much guilt all the time, so much sadness, keeping it all to himself.
2: I've tried getting the truth out of him. He won't tell either of us.
3: But maybe he'll tell both of us.
2: Maybe. Cut to black.
0: And that's chapter one of Thicker Than Water. Your narrator is Brianna Franklin. Jonah is Benjamin McSherry. Katie is Natalie Kellogg. Lauren is Lovisa Samuelson. And Charles is Blake Benlin. Ask us questions or submit your story by emailing chronospherefiction at cox.net, C-O-X. Please support Chronosphere Fiction at patreon.com slash chronosphere. Or you can also support us at our Podbean site. Next episode will either be Chapter 2 or Chapter 6 of Gafgarn. I'm not sure which one I'm going to finish first. See you next time. Keep your cosmos clean.